Welcome to Grass Talk Radio. This show is for people who play bluegrass music and anybody who might want to. Howdy folks, howdy, and welcome back to Grass Talk Radio. This morning was uh, one of those bittersweet mornings where... um, This morning was the first day of school for my son, Jackson, going into the seventh grade, and I'm really proud of that boy. He, um, over the, about, uh, I guess about five months ago, he applied and auditioned to be accepted into a school, a school for the arts. It's a charter school over in Columbus, Georgia, called the Rainey McCullers School of the Arts. And he was accepted. And this morning was his first day. And I've got to tell you, I think the kid's got a lot of musical talent and ability. And the school that he has been attending over the past couple of years had no music program whatsoever. So we were just making up for it uh, with piano lessons. And of course, he keeps himself occupied with his composing and all these sorts of things, which you've heard some of this stuff on the on the podcast. But, uh, you know, the school he was attending, um, very good school in many ways, but it didn't, did not have a band program. And, you know, if you don't get started, if you're going to be a horn tutor, or or possibly even a banjo picker. You know, there you really need to start by a certain age. It gets more difficult to begin as an adult, and all you adult beginners out there know what I'm talking about. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It's just more difficult. So anyway, he um, took him this morning, dropped him off, and he said, you know what, Dad, this doesn't really feel like school to me. And so I think that's a good thing. He's going to uh, uh, be in band, and he's going to also uh, study piano. And also, I think they have an exploratory orchestra program. So, you know, I'm saying, hey, uh, you know, you could take one of my fiddles and uh, get in that orchestra and learn to play a fiddle. Anyway, really proud of Jackson and those of you of you who have followed his progress, you know, and his VIP interview on the show and stuff. Hopefully we'll all be pulling for Jackson that this is a successful endeavor. And last week I mentioned that, you know, part of my um, changes I'm needing to make in the podcast is that I, I need to be, I will be on the road a lot more. And that's because it's a long drive to that school. So I may be doing uh, some of my podcasting possibly in the car. Um, But anyway, uh, sometimes you just have to make these sacrifices to uh, make certain things happen. And uh, so anyway, he started this morning and I am back home now and trying trying to catch up on some things. So I want to begin this week talking, uh, first of all, just a quick thank you to my patrons over on patreon.com slash Bradley Laird. And, 
just want to recognize everybody who has come over there uh, and chipped in a little something to help keep this show going. And that's Ben, Craig, DJ, Frank. Frank, Frank's the new guy. Thanks, Frank. Uh, Gina, Lori, Mike, Tom, and Pat. And as I've said before, every little bit helps and uh, keeps things going and growing. And I talked a little bit about the Behringer uh, Euphoria UM2, and I'm this is the second episode that I'm recording using it, and it's part of my mobile setup operation that I'm, I'm going to be implementing here. So anyway, thanks, patrons. Appreciate that. Uh, just just to give you an example, um, you could do like one of the patrons or a couple of them and sign up for you know as little as two bucks a month, that type of thing. And immediately it unlocks for you the patrons only posts. And one of the things I recently put up was a digital download of one of the albums that our band did, Buddy Ashmore and Pony Express, we did an album called Messenger, and I still had some uh, royalties paid up <laughs> where we never never really produced the CDs, and uh, figured I could I could hand out you know a dozen or so of those without breaking any laws or anything. So, if you sign up as a patron, uh, you can immediately hop over there and download that album and uh, then let me know what you think of it you want to hear me playing some mandolin on there uh, that's that's one way to do it uh, okay so enough about all that and secondarily I want to thank you know anybody who has been over to bradleylaird.com and strolled around the uh, the site and, and or purchased any of my materials because that also helps Everything essentially goes in the same kitty. Um, but I can't identify, you know, your reasons because, you know, somebody may come along and just find something by Google searching, that sort of thing, and make a purchase of, you know, a mandolin video or a climber banjo thing or whatever. And I don't know specifically if, you know, they're doing it to support the podcast or not. And I just very quickly want to reiterate, you know, I've said it a few times over the course of these couple of years, but the just very quickly again, the purpose of the podcast is to really extend the you know the instructional or add to the instructional value of you know all the free material that's on my site and also all the you know the downloadable ebooks and videos and all that because when you're producing things like that, there are always additional things that you wish you had said or, you know, if you could tell this little story or, you know. And so that's what the podcast really is. It's just me being able to say all those other things that, uh, you know, didn't make it into the Salt Creek and Variations Mandolin instruction video, you know. Sometimes just a good story is as valuable as a new lick, or a new chord or something like that. So that's what this thing's all about. Of course, I've interspersed it with interviews and plan to continue to do that. But I got to thinking today about how, 
this whole thing of podcasting is has a lot of similarities with with playing music and so i just thought i i i just jotted down a list of 10 ways that uh, podcasting and becoming a good musician are similar and i thought i'd just rip through a few of them but before i do that i want to um actually make a a short commercial announcement and that is i want to plug a product uh, created by myself called the mandolin treasure chest and if you scroll down through the episodes uh, you'll find bonus episode one where i talked extensively about this thing and i get a lot of good reports from people who are using it for a variety of reasons, some uh, for the economics of it, because it's a massive amount of instructional material for a fairly low cost. Um, I, I, I'm not going to mention any names, but I'm on several email lists of, you know, some other outfits who create similar instructional systems and products. And and I got one the other day and it was it was like save $100 when you sign up today, that kind of thing. And I thought, save 100. My whole thing only costs a hundred. And so maybe I'm selling this thing way too cheap. And I've actually had some people tell me that, but, um, anyway, so the mandolin treasure chest, who's it for? It's for that mandolin player who is either a beginner or an intermediate player or They've learned some tunes and chords, but they're, you know, wanting to build on that. I'm just going to quickly tell you what's in it. There are 24 of my video lessons, beginning mandolin 1, 2, 3, and 4, movable major and minor chords, bar chords, and 7th chords, green sleeves, which teaches um, green sleeves two different ways. It teaches it as a, as a, it, it gets into 6-8 time. Um, then we got Cripple Creek, which is several variations of that. Chop Chords for Small Hands. Exploring Double Stops 1 and 2. Sally Gooden, which I think teaches four versions of Sally Gooden. Red Haired Boy, which I think teaches two versions. Old Joe Clark, which I think teaches two. Whiskey Before Breakfast. Most of these song lessons, you know, teach a basic version and then an embellished version. Whiskey for Breakfast, uh, Sitting on Top of the World, which I did a little differently. I, I taught it in two different keys. So it kind of gets you into this mindset of, of being able to move to different keys or transpose. Salt Creek, Blackberry Blossom. Again, those are basic versions, embellished versions. Movable Blues Licks. Playing with Building Blocks, which is kind of taking some baby steps into learning to improvise. Soloing in movable positions, chords by the numbers, chord triangulation one and chord triangulation two. That's the 24 lessons, video lessons that come with it. Most of those contain, all of them contain the tablature and standard notation as a PDF file. And most of them contain uh, MP3 tracks so that you can practice what you're learning. There's also a checklist because I have, as many of you, already know a number of 
shorter free video lessons like what is a major chord, how to tune a mandolin, things like that. And this lesson checklist inserts those free lessons within the 24, it expands it out to 32 or something like that. So that, you know, if there's something I covered in a free lesson, I point you right to it so you can go watch the freebies too. So it's actually more than 24 video lessons. Then, as if that wasn't enough, you're also going to get 10 of my PDF eBooks, which is a total of 568 pages of information. It includes the Mandolin Instruction Course with the tracks, Mandolin Master Class with tracks, Mandolin Training Camp with tracks, the Mandolin Handbook, Mandolin Excursion, the Jam Session Survival eBook, you get the Classic and the Mobile Edition, Scale Exercises in 12 Keys eBook, which is only available when you get this thing, and the Bluegrass Family Band Songbook eBook and Christmas Songs for Mandolin, which Jackson put together. The whole thing is 8 hours and 52 minutes of video, 212 MP3 tracks, and 568 pages of PDF material. And it's a hundred bucks. Do I need to say any more? Check out the mandolin treasure chest if you're a mandolin player. Even if you've already purchased four or five of my videos, you still could get this. And even though you you know you spent eight bucks on a couple of videos, you'll still save so much that that it will still be worth your while, even if you've already picked up a couple of the books and a couple of videos. And the thing that I talk about in the bonus episode that I think is an important fact, and I think it's why subscription sites work so well, and it's, it's this thing of having some skin in the game. You know, if you can do everything one free lesson at a time or buy an $8 lesson or, you know, it's kind of like signing up for lessons down at the music store and say, well, I just want to go week by week. I don't really want to make a long-term commitment. But there's there's a little psychological magic that happens when you do make a commitment. Just like when you made that commitment to purchase an instrument. You know, you probably didn't go down to the store and rent a banjo. You probably bought one. And then you got skin in the game. But now that you've spent all that money on the instrument, you may say, well, I'll just buy this, this book here. And that'll, you know. But having some skin in the game of learning is equally as valuable as having a little skin in the game in terms of an instrument. So that's enough about the mandolin treasure chest. Listen to bonus episode one if you want the full, full treatment on it. And by the way, I don't feel guilty at all for plugging my products on my own podcast because that is one of the motivations for the podcast. I think that you will find um, hundreds of hours of time if you listen to all the podcasts where I'm not plugging my products. In fact, sometimes I'm plugging other people's stuff. I've done that quite a bit, actually. Uh, never, I'm never going to win any prizes for marketing genius. Trust me there. Anyway, if you're interested in the mandolin treasure chest, all of the information about it is at bradleylaird.com slash treasure. Or listen to bonus episode one. Okay, enough 
commercialism for this episode. So let's just now get on with how podcasting and becoming a good musician are similar. And you might say, well, you know, I don't care about podcasting. What do I care about podcasting? Well, why should I care about you becoming a good musician? I mean, think, why, why should I? You know, I, we can all just be self-interested, which we all are to a degree. I, I admit that. But um, you're listening to the podcast, so you must be at least somewhat curious about what goes into it. So here are the 10 things that I very quickly uh, jotted down on the way back from Columbus this morning. Uh, that they're just so similar. <laughs> and some of these, you know, you might find um, very true and some of them not so true. But number one, um, putting out a podcast and becoming a good musician both require a lot of time and energy, especially energy. My chair is so squeaky today. I switched chairs. I thought I had one nice and quiet, and this one's just as noisy as the rest. Maybe, maybe get a couple more patrons, I'll buy me a new chair. Podcasting requires a lot of time and energy. And it's not just the time of, you know, you, you press play and you hear me yakking, and you think, oh, that's uh, he's podcasting. Yeah, but what about all the, the time it took to think up what am I going to talk about? <laughs> you know, and organize your thoughts, or even accumulate enough knowledge and experience to even have anything to say, you know. Um, this requires time and energy, and it's just like playing music. You take a, a beginner who's been playing six months and throw him up on the stage, and he doesn't have a lot of experience, and he doesn't have a lot to say, you know. And how good a music is that person going to produce? Well, you start putting in the years and you start putting in the time and uh, you can become better. You can become a better podcaster. Go back and listen to the first couple episodes I did. I think I've improved a little bit. I've certainly become a better Im improviser in terms of podcasting. There have been a couple episodes I just basically hit record and started talking. And I'm sort of doing that today. I work more from little little notes than from scripts and outlines and things like that. And uh, so that brings us to number two. Um, you have to be able to think fast under pressure and have a good vocabulary. If you're a musician, it's a good stash of licks and techniques and scales and knowledge of the fretboard and just musical ideas and you've got to put it into practice under high pressure situations whether it's just you're playing for your teacher or you're playing for some friends or you're sitting in a jam session or you're on stage all eyes are on you and uh you know there's this there's this um I hope you have the desire to, you know, do well. I want these podcasts to be good and valuable to you. I'm sure they're not always going to be that way. But it helps if you've got, um, you know, the ability to think on your feet, 
quickly and have some kind of good vocabulary. So if you're working on your music, work on building your musical vocabulary. Number three, whether you're podcasting or performing, you can't be too hard on yourself. There have been times I've listened back to some of my shows and I've thought, oh man, what was I thinking? What did I just say? What did I, did I really say that? But you just have to let it go. You know, you can't beat yourself up over it. This is not NPR. This is not um, a scripted program, you know, like on NBC or something. It's just me, and I'm just talking to you. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to stumble. Sometimes you're going to get all screwed up with your playing. You're going to get tangled up. You're going to forget stuff. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to play the wrong thing. You can't be too hard on yourself. It's called being human. To err is human. Which brings me to item four on my list. It's similar. And that is nobody bats a thousand. No bowler rolls a perfect game every time. No matter, I mean, the best baseball players, the greatest hitters in baseball, what, maybe the low 400s, high 300s, low 400s? And that would only be, you know, a couple of seasons. You know, you can be a really good baseball player and just hit 250. And you know what? That's really the way music is. I mean, there are some people that create the illusion of batting a 1,000. And that's because they do a lot of preparation and they have a lot of talent. But I'm just going to tell you, nobody bats a thousand. That that performer that you see up there who is batting a thousand, he doesn't think he's batting a thousand. Maybe he thinks he's batting 600. Um, But, you know, like number three, you can't be too hard on yourself. You got to realize that playing music is a human endeavor, and humans just, we screw up right and left. Most of of what I would call success in life is not about avoiding mistakes. It's about patching them up after the fact. And uh, hopefully you agree with that. I mean, you're going to hit some clams. You're going to hit some really raunchy stuff. But do you learn from it and try to make future corrections? I hope so. Uh, Number five, despite your best efforts, it may just not happen. (laughs) You know, you may try and try and try and try, and you may never become that great musician that you dreamed of being. Just like I may try and think of every possible idea and what could I do with the podcast or the website or any of this stuff. And it just may not work out, you know, the way I, you know, like nobody bats a thousand, you know. It just sometimes it doesn't work out. And it's because I think partially number six is that specialization is a necessary evil in podcasting. Or in music, you know, podcasting 
you kind of have to have a theme, you know, you kind of have to have a, a subject matter, you know, like a, a topic, uh, you know, what's this podcast about? And so now you've narrowed your field down. You know, mine is, it's for people who play bluegrass music or anybody who might want to. That's very specialized. Now, I know that a lot of what I'm saying would apply to a trumpet player or a classical bass player, or or anybody, you know, guy playing jazz, going out and doing gigs, or playing old time, or Celtic, whatever. I mean, a lot of this stuff is the same for multiple styles, but you have to specialize in order to, you know, I guess what I'm saying is you can't try to please everybody. Because if you try to please everybody, you'll probably just end up pleasing no one. And, you know, it's just turn on the television and that stuff is designed to try to please everybody. It's becoming more specialized, especially with the advent of cable and Netflix and stuff like that. But, you know, think back to like when I was a kid and there was just a couple of channels. The the only special specialization was, you know, the time frame Saturday morning, they'd, you know, put on cartoons for the kids and the after school and the soap operas in the middle of the day and then the news when dad got home and and then the family programming, you know. But overall, there wasn't a lot of specialization. You know, when when uh, the Flintstones came on, it was really meant for the whole family, you know. Um, so in music, specialization is necessary if you want to progress. That's not to say you shouldn't have a broad base of knowledge, but it is to say you can spread yourself too thin. If you're trying to do too many different things, if you're just enamored with 15 different styles of music and you're trying to be all of those things, you may end up being none of those things. So specialization, I think, is a necessary evil. Uh, number seven, uh, both in music and podcasting, the pay is lousy. <laughs> so get used to that. For anybody that wants to start up their own podcast, I, I will uh, give you some quick uh, financial advices. Um, just like in music, there's only a handful of people actually making money doing this. So you got to love it. You got to love what you're doing. And it, it probably needs to be therapeutic for you just like playing music. You know, if, if you get some personal satisfaction out of playing your instrument, then that may be all the pay you ever get. That's not to say there isn't the occasional payday. Um, you know, I've, I've paid a lot of water bills and gas bills and electric bills over the years, you know, courtesy of money I brought home from gigs. So there is pay available. It's just generally pretty lousy especially in bluegrass. Okay. Number eight. And this is something I wrestle with every time I scratch my head and say, all right, what am I going to do this week? What am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? And that's that the audience is always waiting on your next big hit or your next album or your next show. You know, you can, you can do something great on Monday, 
But then the following Monday, well, that's in the past. They want you to do it again, hopefully something better and even greater, you know. It's like, it's no matter what you accomplish, you have to accomplish it again in the future. And so it's, it's a tough, um, it's a tall order that, uh, you know, let's say you're a good cook. Everybody says, oh, man, that was a great meal. Then they come over to your house, you know, a couple months later, and you gotta, you got to meet it or beat it. You're always trying to have your next hit, and you're trying to, you know, grow in their minds. <laughs> and music's the same way. You know, okay, you just got up there and played that fantastic break on, you know, in the jam session or whatever, and it was just awesome. Well, now what are you going to do? What are you going to do on the next song? Is it going to be just as awesome? Or what are you going to do next week? Or, you know what I mean? And that's this is true in, in bands or in jamming or practically everything you do in life, you know. As soon as you do it, you got to worry about, well, we're going to be doing this again. You know, how can it be better? Uh, number nine. I I take this this one to heart and both musically and in sitting here doing, putting out this podcast, priority one, first priority, try to not sound like an idiot. That That's priority one. Not, you know, I talked about that in, in that episode called, uh, don't be bad. You know, that your first priority is to not be bad, you know? And that's, that's tough because you never know what people are going to think of what you're doing. You know, that could be somebody sitting out there right now going, man, Brad, you, you hitting the nail on the head today. You are, you are on it today. And somebody else is going, what is he yakking about? Uh, you know, hitting that fast forward button. It's, you know, you can't please everybody all the time. But your first order of business, when you step up to that microphone to take your solo, or when you step up there and start singing, or when you suggest a song at a jam, is, well, number one, don't look like an idiot, you know? That's not that tall of an order, you know? Know the song, know the words, know the chords, and perhaps have practiced it a few times. And, you know, you won't look like a complete idiot. Uh, Same thing here uh, with the podcast, you know? I, I got a pretty good idea about how to, you know, technically record something, how to edit it, how to create the show graphics, how to post it so that it comes up and have the little links in the description. And, you know, I I got that. I'm not going to look like a complete idiot where I've seen some podcasts come out where it's like, it's all kind of messed up, you know, like the feed and you're looking at it and it's like, what? This thing says it was put out in 2017 today and stuff. You know, it's like the RSS feeds all fouled up. So, you know, you just try to not look like a total idiot, even though we all are total idiots in certain areas of our life or at certain times. I'll freely admit that. And I've never claimed to have all the answers. I've got some of them. And, um, you know, just pick and choose the things that sound like they make sense to you and keep those and just discard the rest. Um... And the final one, 10, persistence may or may not pay off. So that's the first part. 
persistence may or may not pay off. But lack of persistence guarantees failure. Think about that. If you're not persistent in your efforts to practice, to learn more, to learn some theory, learn the fingerboard, learn some licks, learn some songs, learn some lyrics, learn to harmonize, learn to show up on time. You know, if you're not persistent in that, what makes you think you're ever going to accomplish it? You got to keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on. The beaver effect. Go back and listen to the beaver effect. Talk all about the value of persistence. However, there is no guarantee that persistence will, in fact, bring your dream, make your dreams come true. Unfortunately, nothing in life is guaranteed. Nothing. Other than failure is guaranteed if you lack persistence. You know, if you refuse to practice, you're not going to get any better. Yeah, and you know, you know that, and I know that. You're guaranteed to fail in your quest to become a better musician if you don't persist at trying to get better. So persistence is very important, but does not guarantee success. All right, so that's it for this week. I'm keeping this one kind of short. Um, I have to go out and work on my lawnmower. Oh, man, am I behind on the grass cutting around here and the... Uh, it's uh, the little riding lawnmower, which I've been nursing for 15 years. Uh, I think there's there are very few parts on that lawnmower that have not been changed at some point. And uh, the little uh, plastic gear on the electric starter busted in half. And so I've got to uh, replace either the starter or that gear. And in the meantime, the grass is, just keeps on growing. So anyway, going out to work on the lawnmower. Y'all have a, a wonderful week. Next week, I'm going to tell you about how the four consecutive weeks of me starting up the jam session, how that has went and what I have learned once again from the process of attempting to launch my own open jam session. So I'm going to save that for next week. Because I'm, tonight is the fourth one, and I want to have at least four weeks of data and stories to relate to you about the various things. I, you know, there's several things I want to tell you about, but I'm just going to wait and do that next week. And if you play the mandolin or know somebody who wants to play the mandolin, suggest that they go to bradleylaird.com treasure and scope out my mandolin treasure chest. Thanks a bunch, y'all, and I'll talk to you next week.